So you drafted a fantasy football team. Big deal. Ooh, Ooh wow. Oh. Good job. Drafting is only half the battle. A month from now, you're going to wake up, check your team, and see that your three best players are hurt. Now what? You need to play the waivers, make trades, know who to start. And that's what we're here for. We're coming to you four times a week during the regular season to give you everything you need to win your league and dominate your group chat. Search for the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe. What's up, everybody? We back another another week. R two C two a little little late this week, but for good reason, cuz <laughs> for for good reason it indeed. It's a, it a good week for both of us, for everybody, for the R two C two family, bro. It, it, it really was, man. It really is. We have Con- uh, congratulations. I have to start with for sure. Thank you, C. I appreciate that, man. Welcome thank to fatherhood, you. bro. It's awesome. Oh, dude, it really is, man. I like. It's funny how it, Andrea and I were talking about this. It's like the second you have that baby, right? You like look at other dads and moms differently and stuff. You're like, I know, I know what you went through. Like, yeah, you know, oh like, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. Or even just like, I mean, like me now. Like, I'll see like you know people walking with with uh, toddlers or something to the airport, and they give you a look like, oh, you know, I'm sorry for my kid. I'm like, no, I got four four bad motherfuckers. <laughs> they just older now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. So, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, you definitely have a, you know, you you have something in common, and you and you have you have a lot of sympathy for those parents when they're going through stuff for sure. Yeah, you feel a kinship, you know, and it's, dude, it's amazing. Like, I mean, you've told me forever how being the father a father is the greatest thing, and you know, I'm obviously I'm I'm five days into it, but it's the most it's the most amazing feeling I've ever had in my life and what's incredible to me is this feeling of like every day feeling more and more in love and like i, I was thinking about a couple things actually just when i was just driving here um andrea and i had our first like a couple doctor's appointments and with the baby everly and um i was thinking like you know one thing that's interesting for, to me right away is you know i was like Sometimes you feel like you got to fill your days with activities or whatever. You like look forward to doing activities and there's this different sort of, I don't know, satisfaction from just doing whatever I have to do to keep the baby surviving, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I don't feel like I need to do something right now. Like, I feel so fulfilled just like, doing her laundry and changing her diapers and making sure Andrea has food and, you know burping her and you know cuddling her like it's it's weird that it's just like all of that which feels like you know normally it's like what are those tasks what are those things it's like an experience you know what i mean yeah for sure and you know what's crazy is that i didn't get that because my first two were born during the season but saya was born in the off season and like the first two weeks of the off season and, and like you know just trying to like there's nothing else really to do but just yeah. love on the baby. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And like, yeah. it was so much fun to be able to like have that time and connect with them. And like, yeah, so I understand exactly what you're saying. There's there's nothing else to do but connect with the baby. You know what I'm saying? But like, like I was saying, like stuff will start happening. Games will come around. Life will start happening. And then you just yeah. work, you know, work life into life with the baby. But right now it's just nesting and, and making sure that everything is fine with her. And and um and your wife and, and and making sure that everything's fine at home. You know what I'm saying? Andrea's good and, and and 
you know, making sure that 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 you guys are, are feeling right. Yeah, dude, it's so true. Right. It, it's it's like a very primal feeling, right? Where it's just like it's all about like survival, taking care of the little things. But it's amazing, man. I, I you know, and, and we, we talked off air a little bit, but, you know, Andrea had a super difficult delivery. And, you know, as much as, you know, seeing pregnancy up close and Andrea had a, an incredibly difficult first trimester and, and you know, every woman who's pregnant, uh, you, you see them have obviously a baseline of difficulty, right? And, and it can be extreme. But I just gained so, I, I always have loved women. I've always respected what women go through, but I don't think I ever fully grasped what it was like to go through that process. And that was pregnancy, which already made me like, sort of along the lines of what we were talking about with the kinship, have this look at like pregnant mothers or mothers being like, wow, you know? And then you go through labor and the stress of that and, you know, the drama and, you know, it's just like, you look at these women, you're like, my gosh, women are amazing going through this. Like as much as I've always, you know, loved the hell out of my wife, it's like, it hits this new level, just seeing her go through it, you know, and seeing her, her bring our baby girl into the world. Yeah, I mean, for me, it it it, it gives me a, a, another level of respect for my wife watching her go through, you know, birthing four kids. Is because I know I can never do that shit, Cass. Yeah, like you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like carrying a baby for nine months. Like, yeah. we are not strong enough mentally, fucking no. physically, anything to do what they can do, Cass. Like, period. So it, it gives me a newfound respect for just everything. You know, like we can't do that. That's like. Yeah. I know I can never do that. You know what I'm saying? I it's know what you mean. Like, it's so well there's, said, there's, man. It's fucking imp- yeah. like it's, it's no way. So uh, like it's just it's just the level of and and even like the level of maturity you'll see like yeah. and you'll see what you know how yeah. fast she matures. And yeah. even if you have another if you have another kid and he's yeah. a, and it's a boy, you'll yeah. see how fucking slow and dumb we are cuz like how, <laughs> how how far we are behind them like it's crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, it makes you, it gives you just so much more love and appreciation for women and your wife, you know, yeah. your, you know, for sure. It, it, dude, that's so perfectly said. It, 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 what you said is so funny too, because Andrea will joke, she'll be like, if you could carry, if you could carry the next one, would you? And no. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, you would not. <laughs> no fucking chance. There's no chance. Yeah. You complain yeah. more than I do, because there's yeah. no yeah. fucking chance. <laughs> No, no chance. chance we are not I, strong enough. Guys. Oh no, I agree. I totally agree. I I totally agree. And then the other thing I was just thinking about driving, man. I was thinking about what what you said about, and you've said it many times, but I can you know remember on one of our first pods you talking about you know dealing with failure in baseball and coming home and realizing like I'm dad and my kids don't care, you know, like and they because you're just dad to them and this like really. You know, not to say, obviously, when you're on the mound, you don't want to be great. Of course you do. That's why you are who you are and did what you did in your career. And that's how I feel about myself and my career as well. Uh, But I could already feel that sense of peace of knowing, like, no matter what happens in a broadcast or what opportunities come up or don't, the fact that I'm coming home to this little girl who I love and who I know is going to love me, it gives me, like, instantly, you know, this sense of... crazy piece it really does and it, and it holds you accountable too so mm. to, to whatever you know whatever they see you as you know what i'm yeah, saying they, yeah they see you as their hero so you have to you have to try to walk that line of 
being that person for them. Or, you know, whatever your childhood was or wasn't, you want to give that to the child. So, you know, the love that you have from your father and the stories that you tell... You want to give that to her, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's it's it, it just it, it's a it rubs off, and and it's crazy how you know those things just reciprocate, and 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 but the, but the kids just I feel like they held me accountable. It's the reason why I went to rehab, right? Yeah, like it's the reason yeah. why I, I want to be around and be a good dad. Like I'm trying to live my life to be a good dad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Fuck everything else. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally fuck everything else. Yeah. I do everything I do to try to be the, a good dad, and that's it. Like that's it. Dude, that is, uh, it, you, you, you're hitting all the right strings, which is, you know, predictable because you love being a dad, you're great at it, and, and you have four amazing kids. That is, that's exactly how I feel now, where it's, what you just said about hold, them holding you accountable, like, I, I thought about this, I was like, I, like, I could never imagine doing things or, or, you know, that I knew would, like, make them think some different way about me, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, I, I always want you know, Everly to look up at me and be like, you know, no, my daddy's awesome. Like he loves me, cares about me. He's great for my wife, for mommy, for our family. You know, like I instantly, you feel that you feel like, oh my gosh, I just want, I just want her to, you know, feel proud of who her dad is, which yeah, is for a sure. crazy feeling that it comes in that quickly. No, it isn't. But it's even, you know, it's, it's weird because they are watching, you know what I'm saying? Like she's yeah. at, Whenever she she's gonna be watching you walking through in a suit and you know what I'm saying on TV yeah. and all these bras, she's gonna hear your voice. Yeah. Like little C, there's never what there was never a time when he wasn't in a fucking Indian's uniform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Just awesome. because he's seen his dad. So like yeah. you try, oh, you know, I you gotta that. try to live, you know, they they're gonna do what, what you do, bro. They're gonna they're gonna see whatever they're gonna see whatever you do. So you gotta try to make sure you're doing the right things. Is yeah. is all, you know, is all you can do as a father and and love them. Like, I don't understand yeah. how some people just, Ugh. you know, can't be around them or, you know, know, whatever. Like, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I really love that love because I, you know, I understand what my parents did for me. Amen, man. Amen. It's funny. I had um, one of the gentlemen who, who drove me to a Yankee game this year. He, he, I, he was, he, he gave this piece of advice. He's like, you know, just make sure you don't, don't hug them too much. Like you don't want to hug them too much. And I was like, what, what are you trying to create? Sociopaths? Like, what? like what? <laughs> don't hug them too I much. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna hold my daughter every second she lets me for my oh, entire man. life. Like, for it, sure, dude. The, those newborn snuggles, like her, like just falling asleep on my chest. It's just like, ah, oh, hey, dude, it's a let great me tell you feeling. something while we're talking about your chest. Stop putting your nipples on the internet, cuz. <laughs> like, great picture of you and the baby. Awesome. <laughs> But you, you gotta you can't you can't have your nipples on the internet, guys. They, well, it's too late now. They're out there. I can't put that one back in the bottle, man. They're, they're there, man. Oh. They are there. Hey, I love my skin to skin time, man. It's funny. It's funny. you know what? Oh, it's I didn't realize that. I was like, you know, all my early pictures here, I'm shirtless. Well, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just roll with it, man. It is funny oh, though. Oh, the group hilarious. chat had fun with that. Man, it's <laughs> it, it's awesome though, dude. It's awesome. And I do, you know, just one more thing on that before I wanna I wanna get to the Hall of Fame and the Jeter ceremony and where you were for that. Uh which speaking of, I was watching it while I was holding Evie on my chest. But I um <laughs> which I did like take a memory that I was like, I took a little video of like me watch holding her, watching the ceremony, so I could like show her when I tell her about Derek Jeter someday. Um, uh, but I just got to say, man, I, nurses are the most amazing people. They really are. Like, I, 
the the nurses that I mean, there's so many. Like I can remember now all the nurses, every name of the nurses who helped us, like Kelsey, Laura, Ashley, Sarah. Like these these women were unbelievable, and I think a gentleman in the beginning, Daniel. They they're just it's amazing to me. And I, and I felt this way about nurses for a long time because I grew up and I was a hypochondriac and I was like kind of scared of going to the doctor and always afraid of, you know, oh, what could be diagnosed even from a young age? It was, you know, mess, messed up complex. And I had this nurse, Denise, uh, who uh, Denise Morris was her name. Her, her son, Brian, I played basketball with. Big kid. Brian was like, he was like 6'4 when he was, you know, 12, you know, like, like <laughs> and, uh, and Denise totally pacified me and made me have a completely different experience because she just made me, you're in, you're in great health. Everything's going to be fine. You know, like, and it totally changed my experience going to the doctor and going through, as I said, a traumatic labor. And then, you know, the recovery afterwards for Andrea and, you know, also just trying to get your bearings and having these incredible people helping you every step of the way with just the the most comforting and soothing bedside manner. I, I just think there is a special place in heaven for, for nurses, man. And I just, you know, shout out to, I know sometimes cause I get DMs cause when I posted some things during uh, the height of COVID in New York and what nurses were going through, I had some message me. And so I know we have some who listen to the pod and I just want to say, God bless all of you because you are angels on earth and the Rucco family could not be more grateful for you. That's dope. I just, I I love my nurses. So see, I, I also have to say, I got great joy yesterday of seeing you sitting at the Jeter hall of fame (laughs) ceremony with Michael Jordan, with, Patrick Ewing and with little, not so little C with your right. son. I mean, just what, first of all, how about like just going to Cooperstown with little C, especially as his baseball journey is starting. What was that like, man? Nah, it was dope. It was such a, uh, man, I was literally just talking to him about this about 20 minutes ago. It's, it was such a dope day for us. We, well, we got up at like five in the morning, drove up, but like, you know, got a chance to talk and, you know, hang out or whatever on the way up. And then we get to Cooperstown, and it's just like me and him were just like in awe. Like, and, and and for me, I never, I never wanted to go to Cooperstown. Like, I like, and and I always say that like it was never a dream of mine to be in the Hall of Fame. I just yeah. wanted to be in the big leagues. And then once I got to the big leagues, it was just staying, like you know, one day at a time, just staying. And like, I should have went to Cooperstown, cause when I was playing, <laughs> it's yeah. I, like I left there inspired. Like, I want to pitch right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it oh, was, awesome. it was, it was so fucking dope, cause like, and to be able to experience that with little C at the beginning of what he's about to go on his journey, I just think it was a perfect time. And like to see, you know, Jeep, my big brother, go in, like it was just like a family event. So it was just a perfect, it was the perfect introduction to Cooperstown for me because it was, you know, one of my real friends going in. You know, with the family, it's my Yankee family. Like, as soon as I get to the hotel, it's Gino, Stevie, you know, Louis Soho, Posada, Tino. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Soriano, Leo's there. Like, it's just family. So it was was such a dope experience, man. Like, I I don't even know what else to say about it other than 
I'm just, I was just fortunate and blessed to be able to be a part of that yesterday. Like, that was crazy. And I wish, I wish I would have drove up Tuesday now. Like, mm. I just, you know, I was just trying to go get in, get out, you know, drive mm. up. I wish I would have went up Tuesday and had dinner and hung out and, like, really, really took it in. It makes me excited for when you go in. Because we're going to bring a, a mountain of people. Man, to, I hope to, so, man. To, like, did it that, make you want it now? Even, yeah, like, so bad, because, <laughs> like, that... And, and it's not even like for, it's not even like it's not for the ceremony, cause it's it's like what it represents. Like, like I was just looking at everybody on the stage. Like it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just we. Like I, I still don't feel like I, I should have a place there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. It's like it's just it, it was such a surreal, weird thing. To maybe have a chance to go in and then be looking at the ceremony, you know, like it was, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was good to be able to 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 see that though, and have a chance to see Ken Griffey. I got a chance to see uh, Big Hurt. Saw Jeet after, um, but yeah, man, like I think every player listening to this podcast should go to the Hall of Fame and go see it and go walk around and go feel it and strive to get in that to be that because. It's just so inspiring. It's so motivating. And I wish I would have did it while I was playing, man. But but it, I, I just never could. I could never dream that big. You know what I'm saying? It was just always about the next start, one day at a time, keep my head down. Um, but, man, like, having, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm a loss for words, bro. Like, it's crazy. I, I love, I mean, it's just, I think to the audience, it's going to be riveting just hearing your description and excitement about being there. And to me, I know it is. And what you just described about like seeing everyone on stage like that and the impact of it, 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 it kind of reminded me of one of the things that Derek talked about in his speech where he said, you know, you weren't just playing for, you know, your yeah. family, your wins and losses. Like you're playing to make these people proud behind yeah. me and to not disappoint them. And I and like, then I, when I was sitting there, yeah. like I, I was as a player, I'm sitting there, yeah. I'm like, damn, like some of the things I probably shouldn't have did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there was a, yeah. a few yeah. things like, you know, like I, it just, it, it puts, it makes you put your, your shit in perspective. Cause yeah. like it, it makes you check yourself. Cause it's like, yeah. that's Reggie Jackson. That's fucking Ricky Henderson. That's yeah. Trevor Hoffman. Like that's Lee Smith. Like, yeah. These are the fucking guys, cuz. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you've ever played baseball in your life, this is the fucking stage right here. Like, yeah. these yeah. are the motherfuckers. Like, I got goosebumps right now just, like, thinking yeah. I could I could name you everybody in the stage right now. I yeah. watched the whole stage, cuz. Like, yeah. it was crazy, man. Like, it, I, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was a, it was a, such a dope experience, man. And, like, to watch Jeet hear his, hear his speech, Larry Walker's speech was good. Yeah, it was, Bro, yeah. Ted Simmons was a coach on the team when I was in Milwaukee, cuz. No, really? I oh. never heard that man talk until yesterday at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he never said a word, cuz. Oh he gosh. never talked. He drove oh a big Harley gosh. in. He rode a Harley oh. in every day, parked it oh right next to the gosh. clubhouse door, but never oh. talked. And gave oh the greatest gosh. fucking speech yesterday. That was the greatest oh. speech ever. It was amazing, man. Amazing, cuz. And the oh way he gosh. like, and the way he gave his wife, his partner, like, yeah, the oh, bro, that was that was fire, cause it, it was that awesome, was fire. dude. That it was, fire. was awesome. I loved. I just sat there. I watched the whole thing. And shout out to MLB Network because they did a phenomenal job. Which I have to say, just in general, I think MLB Network does an incredible job with their programming they and do. their look. They really do. Like, I mean, BK is a, a good host for it. Yes, he's yes, a good host. He really is. He. I got to tell you, man. I've I've worked with a lot of different broadcasters, 
in a lot of different capacities. And Brian and I have been around closely now in two different ways. One, being on his show on MLB Network multiple times as a panelist, as a guest. And then two, being the number, I was the number two DAZN boxing play-by-play guy on shows where he was the lead multiple times. Brian is one of the most talented broadcasters I have ever been around. He is smart as hell. He's, I mean, he's just like ridiculously perceptive and specific. He's not afraid to have different opinions. The way he can like take traffic in his ear and move through a show is unbelievable. I mean, he's just so knowledgeable. I, you know, I, I always thought like, oh, that guy's good. But like, you know how then you get around someone you're like, oh, wait, no, like they're like ridiculously good. That's how I feel about Brian Kenny. When I watch him work, I'm like, yo, that guy is awesome. And he nailed it. And the whole production, the whole production was just great. I sat there and I was giddy as could be watching the whole thing. Like I really, it was awesome, man. And Bernie narrating Derek's video too. Yeah. So cool. And he, but like like, uh, Dante Bichette doing Larry Walker was dope. Oh, that was sick, man. That was sick. It was uh, it, man. That shit was dope. Guys. I don't know what else. It was. Like. It was awesome. Think about it. Think about like fire, you, you get in there then, and you get to go back every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like that's yeah. like a reunion then of all these, you know, peers and and you know this fraternity you're in. It's like uh, it's like and, a, a, a man, cause like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just this fat kid from the, the like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I, yeah. For me, it's it's weird. Like, I, yeah. and, and I know we're talking about Derek, but like, yeah. because I have a chance to go in, you know what I'm saying? Like, sitting there, yeah, it was it was it was weird. But it, I'm glad I got like to watch him do it. And yes, and that's how all my experiences have been, right? Like, I got yep. a chance to watch him get three thousand hits. I got a chance to watch. Mo gets 600 saves. I got a chance yeah. to watch Alex. So, like, I get a chance to, like, watch this stuff play out before it happens to me. And it's, like, it's cool to be able yeah. to, you know, to to have, you know, peers and friends and brothers that accomplish these amazing things in the game, but then also to be right behind them, too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I'm tagging along right yeah. behind you, too. So, yeah, it's, it's, cool, it's, man. it's cool. It's fun. It, it It's pretty amazing, man. It really is. It. And I'm glad it inspired that kind of feeling for you. Bro, you I want the pitch, guys. Yesterday, I told Lil C, like, I think I, I think I've got a couple of innings left. <laughs> Have you thrown at all since Fuck you retired? No, bro, I can't throw no, a baseball. No, <laughs> it's the shoulders just killing you. It's dead. I can't yeah. even sleep on that thing. Nah, it's dead. Oh my god! But, but I think for Little C, like, I, I mean, and like, he never posts anything on his Instagram, yeah. but like, other than yeah. baseball. And he posted all those pictures, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. yesterday. So oh, that's he so was, cool. Yeah, he was excited, too. Like, it was, man, it was just such a cool experience. So I want to dive into Derek a little bit um, more specifically. But before I do that, along those lines, what what is it like sitting with MJ like that? In a, you know, in a, like, in a... In a <laughs> In a social set, like that's Michael Jordan, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it had to be amazing for Lil C, but it's got to be amazing for you too, even though you already have a friendship yeah. with Michael. So it is. It's it, weird. It's always like, uh, you know, it's thousands of people around. Like most of the time that that we're together, other than if we're on the golf course or if we're at Derek's house or you know, do whatever. Yeah. But a lot of the times, it's a lot of people around. But when you, if you with him, you just feel like it's just y'all. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So like, yeah. you loud and you talking and you know talking a lot of shit, obviously because that's what he do. But like, yeah. it's just a fun time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just feel like you in this little bubble, 
with just him. We just felt like it was just us five. Where yeah. like side because Sado was sitting on the other side of Little C, and then you know Pat and, and MJ was right here. So it just felt like it was us. And I know like Charlie a couple times would have turned around and be like, shut the fuck up. Like y'all talking too loud. <laughs> but like it's just it's always a lot of fun when he's around, man. And it was good to see him. It was good to see him. And the mod was there. And you know, I was good. I was happy to see Pat and Gerald Williams was there. So that was yeah. good. I was glad, glad to see him. So it was just, it was a family affair, bro. This shit was dope. Ah, dude. So and most of so the time cool. when Jeet has something, like I'm I'm usually playing or on the field or you know, yeah, he was every true, time he right. was getting something, yeah. I'm never able to like mingle with the people that are there. So now I'm one of the people that are there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. It, it was fun to be a part of it in that in that way. It's funny too. Like I, you know, diving into the, you know, the speech itself, like I thought Derek predictably nailed it. Um I, I loved his blue suit too. That was a very he, he nice He was clean. Suit. I, I, was, yeah. I told him I, I was yeah. surprised because I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we know his fashion can be off, but that was. But he, but he was on when he needed to be. He, he and, was on when and, he needed and, to be. He was good. I, I loved what he had to say, you know, about his wife and about his daughters, who I had never seen, and they are just adorable. And of course, oh, you I had never. Nobody had really ever seen him. Huh? I, I don't think so, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. He's obviously a private person, understandably so. Yeah. Um, but they were so cute. And it was just like, it was awesome seeing Derek Jeter, the dad there, you know, and he kind of talked about what you just talked about to me, see, about being a father and like always wanting to, you know, have your children, you know, thinking about you, looking up to you in a certain way and doing everything, kind of thinking about them holding you accountable. He talked about that with his daughters as well, which I thought kind of hit close to home in some ways, seeing, seeing like Jeter, the dad was pretty cool, I thought, as someone who watched him closely throughout his entire career. Yeah, and, like, it's cool to see, like, his, you know, his parents, too. Like, he's, yes, got, a, he's got a yes. great base, right? You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, Dr. Yes. J and, and Dot, like, they are literally, like, the best parents that you could have to be able to put him, you know, to be able to go to New York for 20 years, you know, and do everything that he's done. So it's just, it was, it was great to, for me to be able to, like, sit behind them and see him talk to them and, you know, hear all the stories and, you know, and, and see what they instilled in him and talk about, you know, them going as a family to go practice, you know, and them, you know, shagging and then, you know, doing the same thing on the softball field. So, like, you know, all those stories, like, he nailed the speech, but I, but I feel like it was for everybody. It was for the young players. It was for a dad. It was for families. Like, his speech was for anybody that loves the game that wants to be connected to the game and, and wants to grow up in the game, he just told you how to do it. It was the perfect um, sort of synthesis of all that. And what you said about the parents, I think, is spot on. And it's something that Tom Verducci said right after the speech, and I forget his exact wording, but he basically said, you just saw the embodiment of having great parents. And I love that because, you know, obviously having great parents means the world to all of us. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I know I always say like, I like, I, I cannot imagine being set up more for success than I have been because of my mom and dad. Like mm -hmm. my mom and dad literally supported me and, you know, matured me in every way I could possibly hope, uh, you know, to be groomed in this world and loved in this world. And, and so I always feel like I'm not, 
you know, I'm in a position where I'm not ever trying to prove people wrong, but prove them right. Because like my parents always told me, you can do this, you can do this. And I, with Derek, that's been a huge part of his story as a Yankee, right? Is, is Dr. Charles and Dorothy and, you know, and, and them as parents. And I love the detail he gave for the different roles they play in his life, even to this day, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know, like, you go to different people in your life for different things, and it was cool to hear him share, like, you know, the, mom, you do this for me, dad, you do this for me, and and not surprising seeing the way it's played out, but I thought that was a really cool part of the speech, too. Yeah, no, I mean, like you like you said earlier, though, he, he I mean, the speech is spot on. I Larry Walker's speech was great, too. Yeah, it was, man. And, and, and him yeah, talking about... You know, we're on the kids subject. Him talking about his kids being able to grow up in his career. And, you know, after he, if he get, went 0 for 4, he had a long streak. Or if he went 4 for 4, what I always talk about, when I came out of the clubhouse, didn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. My kids were there and, and dad's home. So it doesn't matter, you know, your yeah. performance. And, and you know, that could be a, a strong thing, too, especially in the game of failure. Yeah. You know, when, when you're playing a game that, that is all about failure, um, having something to look forward to. Yeah. When you get home and have somebody, you know, excited to see you, um, you know, it makes a huge difference. I, I also want to say this, see, just like on Jeter as a whole, you know, I, I can't think of an athlete in New York sports history more beloved than Derek Jeter. Maybe, you know, generationally, there's some that people could say are as beloved. I can't, for my generation, he's the most beloved, and I can't think of an athlete more beloved. And if you think about it, you really, I mean, you you couldn't possibly have handled big moments and the spotlight better on and off the field than Derek Jeter did. And just to get inside, you know, my mind to what I thought about Jeter, and and you know, this may sound silly, but it's the truth, if I'm being honest. Like growing up, I looked at Derek Jeter as like this mythical character who could do no wrong. And like I used to joke with my friends, WWJD, what would Jeter do? And I, li <laughs> I literally would like put myself in a situation and I'd be like, nah, Derek wouldn't respond to it like that. And he's, <laughs> I really would. I really would. And he's the only person outside of my parents who I, who I looked at as a true role model. And I, I really thought about it. And I even thought about it in social settings. Like, you know, the, the security he exuded. The confidence, you know, the respect, the polite manner. I'm, the first time I met him, I posted the picture on Instagram yesterday for the ceremony. I was 15 years old and, and I was down uh, for spring training for high school baseball and I got to meet him in Tampa and him introducing himself. Hi, I'm Derek. You know, and it was just like, yeah, I know who you are. But, you know, like it, the fact that he was like that, it was just like it, it was a, just so polite and kind. Let me tell you something. It, it, rub, it rubs off on grown people, too. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he was a role model for me as what when I got to New York. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, he's somebody mm -hmm. that I'll call. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you're right in the in the sense of, you know, he the confidence that he speaks with and mm -hmm. you know the and you know the matter of factness that even in his speech, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there was no rush to it, you know, he wasn't sweating, he wasn't nervous. Like yeah. he just fucking talks matter of factly. And and that's why that's what people don't understand about him being a captain. Like he never was going to yell and scream if I didn't cover first base or if Gardy wasn't running or if Cano made an error or some shit. But he was definitely going to come to your locker and talk to you like he just did at that on that podium. And yeah. you got it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have to be in your face like that. It was, it, he was, it's just the confidence that he walks around with. Did you, what, 
is there a Jeter story you could think of along the lines of him like coming to your locker or doing something like that specifically that that still resonates with you? About me not doing something right? Yeah, I mean, it could be you. It could be someone else, you know, but it's benign enough for you to feel like you could share it. What like, uh, is, there, is there something you could think of where it's like, you know, you can remember him kind of like, you know, pulling someone aside or, or talking to you about like, hey, man, like, don't do that or like, make sure you do this or or anything nah, along I mean, those lines? For me, he, he was just always on me about umpires. Like, mm. you know, if, if so, like anytime you ever saw him come into the mound to talk to me. Yeah. It was, it, and he would never he never came to my locker. Like we had a kind of relationship where he would just come, call time out and come straight to the to the mound. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Where like yeah. it wasn't it was like immediate. So like if I didn't get a call and I'd be walking around motherfucking and doing all that shit, like after a while he'd be like, "All right, cuz like fuck, it was fucking five pitches ago." You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of time when he would come to the mound and talk to me, it would be about you know my attitude or how I was walking around on the mound. But it would it, like for me. Because of our relationship, it was always like immediate. It, it was never after the game. He would he would literally just call timeout. Because I, and, the, and the only reason I remember that is because I was just looking for pictures on the internet of us, and it's all of him running to the he's standing at the mound. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. <laughs> it's me That's... and him standing at the, a lot of the pictures of me and him standing at the mound, and it's him is is him telling me to fucking back off the umpires. Wow, dude. That's awesome, man. That's a great story. How about if somebody, you know, we could kind of tie it up on this C. If somebody was going to tell you, like, describe Derek Jeter as a teammate, as a friend, how would you describe him? Man, I just think just somebody that you can always depend on for whatever, whether it's to get the the game winning hit or fucking if you got a flat tire and you fucking need the you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just somebody that you can call on 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 every spec on every scale and every spectrum for me. Um, and he was always there. So um, just somebody that's super loyal and always there and and, and is always going to tell you, you know, not what you want to hear, but the right thing. <laughs> I love that, man. I always remember when I was starting out doing stats. And, of course, I grew up a diehard Yankee fan. And, you know, Andy Pettit was my favorite player and favorite athlete. Speaking of, of that motherfucker and, wasn't even there yesterday. I know. What's up, Andy? I, he must have been. He must have been hunting somewhere. because. Well, he was supposed to be at the original date, I know, because he went to Jeter's like golf thing around it. And then I heard him say like in his voicemail, like, oh, I can't, you know, um, I can't I can't uh, do this uh, or, 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 I, or I won't see you there or something like that. Not I can't do uh. this. But um, but yeah, man, I John Flaherty, when I was uh, when I he was elk hunting, Sadie said, um, but John Flaherty, he knew it. Yeah, he said uh, John said to me, um, I said, what is it about Jeter? You know, I'm starting out doing stats. I just want to know. And he was like, Derek Jeter believes he is the best player on the field every single time he takes the field. It's like, no matter what pitcher we face, he would come in and say, ah, oh, he doesn't have anything today. Like, Pedro, he Prime Pedro, ah, oh, he doesn't have shit. Like, you, you know what he said? This guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Didn't matter who it was. Yeah. After his first that. at bat, if he got a hit, he came in, he got, if yeah. he got out, he struck out, yeah. whatever. Man, this guy yeah. fucking sucks. And he was saying yeah. loud every day. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, he he has the confidence. I think I, you just described it perfectly, uh, see, as someone who has an insider insight. And it was just, it was an amazing ceremony to watch. It was great to celebrate, Derek. It was great to see you there uh, with that beautiful shirt, I might add. I really like that shirt. That was very oh, nice. Thanks, guys. And, and, and see you with MJ. And it was a big week for R2C2. 
We got a big week. We got a new addition. We got a new addition. A new addition to the family, bro. Everly Iris Rucco, and uh, and and we have a new addition to the Hall of Fame. And uh, so we wanted to make sure, even though it was a little late, we wanted to make sure to still get this episode out. See, yeah. I'm sure I'll be texting you with questions over the next week, man. Man, you better <laughs> text my wife, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. All right, you guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. We'll see you next week. Peace, everybody. Peace.